Streaming 24-7. Dirty Radio Classics. Coming up next, it's this, that, and the other. This, that, and the other. Playing the biggest rock bands of all time. Dirty Radio Classics. Come on. Hello there, this is Augustin Nielsen from Wigwam, and you must be the United Saints of America because you're listening to This, That, and the Other on Dirty Radio Classics with your host, Troy. Now get dirty and enjoy. Anyway, uh, this, that, and the other radio show, we are back live again for another edition of this show, which uh, happens between 2 and 5 p.m. Pacific Daylight Savings Time now. Can't wait till that's over. This forward clock and backward clock nonsense. I've had it with all of you people. Anyway, we're broadcasting here at Dirty Radio FM Channel 2, Dirty Radio Classics. And, uh, you know, just a few weeks ago, now, I don't know if this is the case for today's guest, but uh, a few weeks ago, we had guitar player from the Vans from Australia for their first U.S. radio interview. Now, today, now while I don't know if it's their first radio interview from the States or in the States, they are about ready to embark on their first U.S. tour. And I'm talking about uh, the band Wigwam from Norway. And uh, I actually am going to be doing a little bit of work with them now outside of playing drums and doing this radio show or more of the radio show, less drums lately, which is okay. I'm all right. <laughs> I can't get hurt here in my studio. <laughs> but uh, out on the road, you can get hurt. <laughs> it gets old. You get old out there, you know? Anyway, uh, but that's all right. I still got the fight somewhere. In me, but um, anyway, uh, they are coming into town. They are at the airport in Oslo as we speak right now, here live, right now, if I can say that. And um, we are going to have, let's see if I can get it right, Augusta Nilsson, the singer of Wigwam, coming on this show uh, at the airport while they are boarding. Hopefully they've got some downtime and we can talk to them before they get a nice, sleepy, safe travel over to San Francisco, where uh, they will start their uh, U.S. tour in Fresno this Friday. All right. Uh, Wigwam Official is where you can go to check out the dates. It'll be their first time here in the United States. So if you guys are out there, you can go to wigwamofficial.com. All of the dates are there, but because... I do the work for you. I'll tell you exactly what's going on. And then uh, when we have Aga on here, Augusta Nilsson, he's going to tell you a little bit more about the band and their first trek here to U.S. soil. Uh, This Saturday, they're going to be in Fresno. That's the 15th. And on Sunday, Roseville, California. And then on Monday at the world-famous Whiskey Go-Go. And then from there, uh, they will head out to... Chicago, just outside of Chicago to St. Charles, Illinois. And uh, that's going to be on the 22nd at the Arcata Theater. And then uh, on the 24th, Warrendale, Pennsylvania. 
down to Leesburg, Virginia on the 27th, and then the Monsters of Rock Cruise, which uh, ends their run here. Uh, That goes from the 29th until the 4th of May. So they're coming out here to do some dates. Now, I I think they've been scheduled to come out here before. I got to tell you, and we'll talk a little bit about this. Um, The states have been recently making it, based on what I've been reading, very difficult for foreign artists to come over here and perform. And uh, I got to tell you, I'm not a fan of it at all. I think the visa cost or whatever it takes, whatever it entails to get a band from overseas to come here, uh, the, the, the cost have tripled from what it used to be. And I'm not a fan of that. I think that's a bad move. You're going to lose a lot of great European, Scandinavian artists. from. Uh, you're going to prevent them from wanting to come over here because um, you're taxing them too much. And the fact of the matter is they get taxed on the way in. They get taxed heavily on the way out. I don't know, you know, being a foreign band, you know, how much, you know, worth it is when Uncle Sam is reaching in the pockets of our fellow friends from across the seas there. So uh, we'll, we'll talk to them about that because I think they were supposed to be out here and then they've rescheduled and they're making their uh, debut here in the States uh, this week. Now, I actually, if you are in the Fresno, Sacramento and uh, L.A. area, which I know many of you are, uh, I'm going to be out there with them uh, doing my best to make sure that their visit here starts off uh, as a good one, and then uh, we will part ways, and I'll send them off to the Midwest, and uh, they'll, they'll be on their own, and I think they're going to do good. So if you see Wigwam out there, they're coming to your town, definitely worth checking them out. They're a cool glam rock band, and uh, they've got a little bit of a superhero vibe. They've had uh, one of their song, one of their old songs, which kind of helped resurrect their career a little bit and bring them some status here in the States. They've got uh, a song, which is the last one that we played. Do you want to taste it as the soundtrack, the opening lead track to HBO Max's uh, Peacemaker? So we're going to talk about all of that stuff when we get uh, Augusta Nielsen, singer of Wigwam. See, I speak Nordic, folks. I am part Viking. I'm not really, but uh, I certainly try to. So I look forward to having them on the air on this, that, and the other radio show. My name is Troy Patrick Farrell. You are tuned in, turned up to Dirty Radio.fm, channel two, Dirty Radio Classics. All right, all right, all right. Hey, uh, that tunage right there that you hear right now means we got a guest. They're currently checking all 15 of their bags to come to the States <laughs> for their their first uh, ever tour on U.S. soil. We're going to have uh, Augustin Nilsson, singer of... The band Wigwam, we just uh, spun some tunage by them. We've been doing it all day. Tell the horn section to settle down. (laughs) Out of the Dark Tour 2023 has commenced, and it comes to U.S. soil this week. Wigwam official is the website. And uh, I think uh, is in uh, TSA right now getting his junk checked. Hopefully he does not have a... Wrapped in tinfoil cucumber. <laughs> Actually, I hope he does. It's always fun to have fun with TSA. All right, let's give him a ring a ding ding on the telephone machine. Let's 
overseas. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. We're definitely calling overseas, folks. I think we've got him. Hello. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Age? It's uh, Troy uh, from... Uh, <laughs> hey, so you and I are meeting for the first time, uh, at least on my radio show, This, That, and the Other Radio Show here, live right now out of Las Vegas, but worldwide. And I want to thank you for coming on the show. I know you're probably getting wanded in by TSA right now. And I hope that goes well for you. But uh, we are all anxiously awaiting for Wigwam uh, and your inaugural debut here on U.S. soil. How are you guys feeling about all of it right now? Oh, yeah, we're excited. You know, we, we never played in the U.S. before. I actually did a gig once with uh, with my former band called Ammunition uh, outside of Chicago. But apart from that, uh, this is the first time, and especially with the Wigwam. So, um, so we're excited, and we're... Um, we're ready to, to give a killer show. Right on. Well, yeah. we're, we're happy to have you here. And uh, I've, I've told uh, all the listeners here that they can go to wigwamofficial.com. All the dates are there. You guys are hitting pockets on the West Coast, in the Midwest, on the East Coast, and then uh, bookending it in uh, Florida and on the, uh, the the wonderful seas of the Monsters yeah. of Rock cruise. <laughs> you guys will have a fun one on that one. So, you know, um, there's been a lot of bands, uh, you know, our heroes, your hero, my hero we're talking bands like journey motley crew where these guys are sort of going at each other and one thing i noticed about the lineup of wigwam is that you guys were formed over 20 years ago and you guys remain the same four members of the band is that true yes that's true it's very much true but but you know it's also true that we we broke up in uh, 2013 because we we weren't at all friends back then, <laughs> but you know, we um, we buried our hatchets and uh, and uh, came to our senses. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about grow- growing up. You know, so these days we, we we've never been better. And uh, this, uh, you know, even though it's a healthy competition between the the songwriters, uh, you know, it's. Um, it's so much easier now to write songs because you know when when we were younger we were more like uh, keen on you know having our own ideas and our own songs you know making it you know so it was always kind of a quarrel this is my idea this is my idea sure. these days we we just write together and you know uh, I think we, we see things clearer now and I think especially for Tron the guitar player and me we we really needed some time apart I mean to to do other stuff because we were kind of you know, trapped inside this, um, this, um, <laughs> these characters that we, you know, <laughs> we came up with, you know, this, this uh, crazy world that we created with the Wigwam. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Because we were, we started up more or less like a kind of a, you know, Steel Panther act. <laughs> That's one thing I noticed about the band was you, you guys have your characters and it feels very kind of super, superhero-ish. And I, 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 you know, and and it's interesting that those characters might sometimes overtake the the people behind the mask, so to speak, and uh, and and the decisions are made based on the characters and not really the guy that's inside the inside those characters. But you know, you guys found a way to patch it up. What what are your thoughts about these bands like you know Motley Crue? Where you know, I don't know if you're familiar, but Mick Mars is yeah, suing yeah, yeah. Motley. You know, yeah. the, the Mick Mars thing and everything. You know, and the the, the Paul Stanley versus Ace Freely thing and you know everything has their th- things going you know and it's it's uh, I mean the the dirty laundry thing going on you know in the public I'm also keen on that I mean 
can't they just uh, get together and uh, <laughs> and have a fight <laughs> between themselves or something? <laughs> you know? Yeah, it it seems and, that you guys found a way to to figure it out with, with your five year break. You know, before you got back together in 2019. Yep. Now, now, you know, one thing that's been interesting is that you know you guys started over 20 years ago, and then you've had these little sparks of of light. You know, where you guys were on the Eurovision Song Contest, and and then you yep. know and, and and then having the song on Peacemaker, Do You Want to Taste Me? And uh, and for HBO Max here in the States. So it, you guys have had these glimpses of really cool things. And I feel like the Peacemaker thing has really put you on the map outside of Scandinavia. Does that is that what it feels like for you? Oh, definitely. I mean, we, we, we had a comeback, uh, you know, in 2020, I think it was, uh, uh, with a, a brand new comeback album, you know, and you know it wasn't the comeback that we we foresaw because it was in the middle of uh, midst of you know the corona thing. Sure, you know? so sure. Couldn't get any gigs, and you know no, we couldn't get any promotion because nobody could have guests in the TV studios and the radio stations or anything. So uh, that thing, you know, the peacemaker thing, really came as you know a, a gift to us, and and also exposed us to you know our music to our. Um, American listeners, you know, so and when they found out about the band, we had, you know, a huge back catalog and <laughs> so they were inviting into invited into our world, a world that they never knew existed before Peacemaker. So thank you, James Gunn. <laughs> yeah. I, tell me about how that came about where, you know, this this band that might have some legs in Scandinavia, but not really ever heard here in the States. Uh, gets found out by somebody producing a, a show out here in the U.S. and and you guys are pretty much the the poster child that song of that TV show Peacemaker. <laughs> how how did that all how that connection happen? Yeah, well, it, it, it happens that James Gunn had us on his radar and uh, was kind of a fan of the band and he had this uh, thing for for do you want to taste it? And he really wanted to use that uh, in uh, you know some context and. And when when Peacemaker came up, he f- found it, you know, as the perfect the perfect song for for that dance routine and everything. So, but we didn't know what to make of it because we we thought it was actually a request for for a song for a commercial or something, you know. So. <laughs> It's it's very cool that that because it actually brought you guys on my radar not by way of the TV show but by the you know the Frontiers release and and having them you know and 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 they do quite well at producing a lot of their projects here in the states so you know we hear about all yeah. you know all the Frontier stuff and I I've known uh, you know Serafino for you know many 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 years not not really okay. personally but I've had some affiliations with them with my time in White Lion so you know uh, they have a pretty good stamp of new releases here in the States, but I think it was that uh, connection with the HBO show that, you know, really added to, hey, we got this band from Norway and, the, and they're on a TV <laughs> show. And, and now a lot of America is checking out Wigwam and you guys are going to make your first trek over. You are currently at the airport and you arrive in San Francisco, <laughs> uh, you know, hours for, well, you know, probably about 24 hours from now. And, and then you start your tour and uh, I, I know those that are going to be on the West Coast, Midwest, and East Coast, check out the dates, wigwamofficial.com. And if they're in your area, make sure you check them out because you guys had been booked to come here before, but these dates have moved, as I understood. Yeah, yeah. We had problems with our working visas and everything, you know, because of the COVID, you know. And sure. So it was uh, this huge line and everything was, you know, 
postponed and we tried to to reroute you know everything so we, we, we're so sorry that we missed the key west festival you know the, the rock island thing uh yeah that's that would have been a great thing for us yeah because w w what we really what we really planned was to come over and do some festivals you know to 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 promote the band and then uh, uh, then continue uh, on our own but now we start on our own and we don't know what to expect but we hope Hope there are plenty of rock and roll fans out there that, that want to check out this this kind of new new band from Norway that are kind of crazy on stage. And we we, we promise we're gonna put on one hell of a show. And uh, I mean, we're 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 in our prime, and uh, we have never sounded better. We are we are uh, drug free, and we we are you know we're, we're safe and sound, and we're. We're good to go, and we're really love playing. And, uh, and we just came off this um, club tour in Norway, our home country, and we've been playing for like, like a month now. And we do shows like twenty-one show, uh, songs a show. So we we're gonna do all our classics and all the songs from you know a lot of songs from Never Say Die and from from the newest album uh, Out of the Dark. And we're we're just happy to come down and play. And uh, I think that's gonna show. And we're also inviting. All, all the all the people that come to the show for for um, uh, you know meet and greet directly after the show. We'll take photos and we'll have a good time together. We're happy to throw a party. <laughs> yeah, and and I gotta tell you, Scandinavians and definitely the Norwegians know how to not only put on a show visually and sonically, but uh, they know how to party. So I, I look forward to spending a few <laughs> days with you guys and and getting into a groove and and showing you uh, the best I can of America while we have our time together. And yeah, to all the listeners that you know, just check out the website if you like. You know, you mentioned Steel Panther. It's that good, fun party rock and roll with uh, you know. I mean, you guys don't go up in jeans and t-shirts right i mean you're, you're putting on the, the <laughs> no, full no. Off. i mean it's, it's a rock show and if you guys want it's to a rock show <laughs> and uh and you know what, what we have one of the world's best guitar players around you know in, in this genre uh, tron halter i mean he th there's not many guitar players that can you know beat him on you know how he plays i mean he's uh he's a monster on stage and if you want to check out if, if you're into guitars Come to the show and listen to this uh, this, this guitar god that we got from from, from Norway. He's a true guitar Viking, I tell you that. Right on. You know, you you'd mentioned uh, you know visas and and coming out of the coronavirus and 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 you know bands from overseas having a hard time, you know, kind of having to get back into the back of the line to start over to try and come back here. One thing that yeah. uh, that I've noticed is that the the US and I'm not a fan of it at all is making it more costly for bands to come overseas have have you found uh having those issues or w were your uh original visas sort of grandfathered in because I'm seeing that costs to come in for for an outside band have you know almost tripled have you guys had to experience yeah. that yet <laughs> yeah i mean uh, the expenses for for us for, to come over to play these gigs i mean there's uh <laughs> It's crazy, man. The thing is now that you know there are a lot of managers and you know, um, you know, organizations here in Europe that are actually uh, talking about making these rules for American bands to come over. So I think that you'll you'll see a change in the coming years because, you know, we're not coming over to to the, to the U.S. to steal uh, American musicians' jobs. I mean, not we're coming all. over to to create jobs and and to hire people and to to to. Uh, be something new and to 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 uh, you know to to uh, give people 
something new, you know. And uh, American bands, you know, have always come to to Europe, and and often they, you know, they take that for granted. But it's it's time for 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 America also to 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 be easier on letting European acts come to your country, and and because it, it's culture, man. And uh, I mean, it's uh, you know. We, we we need to you know we need to grow together and we might see things you know with different glasses than the Americans and we can we can learn from each other. No, even by music. A hundred percent. Well, you know, music is supposed to be the universal language, and for a band you know, from, you know, outside of Oslo to, to travel here for, you know, a day and a half to get here and play places like Fresno and, and some of these outside markets. But to bring that rock and roll here, rock and roll to the States is a gift. And for whoever is taxing those artists, you know, and, and like you said, the response will be now Europe will do the same thing to the States. And now nobody gets to see anybody from another country. And that is yeah, right. good. And that's not what it's about either. So, you know, I, I don't know what the movement okay, is. Agree. I don't know who we need to call, but I just, <laughs> I disagree with that. And I apologize that you guys are having those issues. And, uh, and, and I can only anticipate that will happen to any acts that I'm involved with traveling overseas. And, and rightfully so, you know, if, if it's going to be good for us, I, I guess it's got to be good for everybody else too. And I, I just wish, uh, you know, the states and those in power wouldn't make these dumb decisions. Now, um, you know, I noticed you guys are, are traveling with a keyboard player and, you yep. know, in the States and, you know, lately there's been a, a lot of topic, especially going back to Motley Crue and, you know, well, they're all playing the tracks and Mick Mars can't play his guitar. Yep. You know, you guys right now, if any, if anybody needs to save a few bucks, that's you guys and leaving the key. Uh, listen, I apologize to the keyboard player, but leaving him <laughs> home, but, but you guys are, are footing the extra bill to bring him here to put on a live show. What, what are your thoughts on these yeah, bands, yeah. you know, playing with so many tracks? There have been many Motley Crue's accused of pretty much having almost an entire show on track. What, what are your thoughts about that? I think you know the, the the rock and roll shows have become so big, you know, in production, and to to make you know that pyrotechnics go off, you know, at the exactly the right place and everything, they need to keep everything on track and in sync, you know. So, and then, you know, when you have everything on on track and you know, and and in sync. Well, should we add some extra background choir? Should we add some extra guitars? Should we add some extra vocals? I mean, yeah, it's cool because of the show. I mean, it, it's all in the, you know, it's all in the name of the, the big production. But, you know, uh, what we do, we, we tried it before, you know, in 2003. We, we had, you know, some, some, some songs that we thought were cool. We didn't have a keyboard player then. So we, we, we brought some, you know, something on track and... You know, it, it it didn't feel. You know, we lost our souls mm. because you know, in in the middle of a song these days, we can do you know, a special thing. You know, uh, you know, the magic of the moment. I've been playing a lot with uh, Tony Carey. Do you know? Are you familiar with Tony Carey from Rainbow? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I was his singer for many years, and uh, we did this Rainbow rainbow thing you know we went back and did the th three four first albums of rainbow oh, wow the dio era and and we never we never brought uh, a set list we knew which song to start with and we knew which song to end the show with and in between we knew you know which songs we were to play but we never knew how to get there and that meant you know sometimes we would 
we would, uh, you know, uh, improvise and we would make new tunes, new new melodies, and we were jamming kind of, you know, and 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 one night was never the same as the next night. And we, if we found some something magical, we never tried to, to find that the next day. We had to come up with something new because then we had done that. So that's what I'm saying, you know, uh, rock and roll needs to learn learn something from, for example, jazz. Where, where people can, can come to a show and they see one show, the next day the show will be totally different sure. because, you know, and it, it's, it's the magic of the moment. And I think rock and roll is supposed to be that way. And I'm, I'm a huge Kiss fan and I've been to yeah, like five or six of, of, of those shows at the, you know, the, the end of the road tour. Yeah. And it's yeah. exactly the same. And you, you, you know what he's going to say between the songs. Everything is the same. So you, you can you can might as well put on a you know a DVD or something because you know what to expect. Sure, sure. No, I understand. I mean, what we're trying to do is to to make you know that 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 night count, and the next day will be something different. And and you know if you find find a special groove one night, you can build on that, and you can you can make that show. You, I mean, you you're making it as you go, and that's the cool thing about not using tracks, you know. Yeah, you know, and, and I certainly agree with, with visual cues and, and, you know, if the drummer's on a click and the cues are gridded out. But, you know, it's it, you're right. It does certainly keep you, you know, on, tra- on, on a harness and you can't ad lib and you can't extend the solo if something happens or if you guys are having no, a good, a, a good yeah. moment with the audience like you're you're locked into you know the track and uh and, and yeah. rock and roll was meant to be dangerous and and let the band yeah, have to take chances sometimes and you know exactly i'm i'm the conductor i'm the conductor so when i tell the band to slow down or to shut up and they will listen and we'll do it together and people will see that you know we we're in the moment, you know, and uh, if I have a bad day at work, I mean, I'm, I'm a human being, and if if my voice is tired from, from four days in a row, you know, okay, so that's, that's the sound of my voice that day. Yeah. And that's the beauty of being a human being. The, 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 the thing is, you know, these days there's so much money, you know, built into these productions, and they can't risk the singer to have a bad day because you have YouTube and all that shit, you know? Sure. But at the same time, I, I appreciate going to a show to see, you know, my favorite band and experiencing, you know, the guitar player or the drummer or the singer to have one of his bad days at work because I, sometimes you, you, you're not up to, up to it, you know? Like I saw um, Ian Gillen, great singer, uh, if... A concert that was shown, you know, on direct broadcast from from Paris, and he had a really bad day. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he had to catch the flu. But you know that that was the beauty of that concert. How how did he deal with that? And yeah. he had to come up with new melodies. He had to work work around the melodies, uh, and you know he was struggling, but he was human. You know, so so w- w- when I go to see you know something modern, you know. With uh, you know, using the, you know, auto tune and all that shit, you know, it's ah, what 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 I'm, it's like you know, I'm a guitar player, you know, but but I need help to to to, to for for something mechanical to 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 be able to play. I mean, 
if you're a guitar player, you're supposed to play the right chords. Sure, sure. <laughs> but if you're but, a singer, you're supposed to sing. <laughs> yeah, but but if you're up on stage and you and you make a mistake, that you know that's a live in the moment mistake. And and you know we say in the business here, it, you know, if you make a mistake, do it again so people think it was intentional. <laughs> you know, yeah. right? Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even, I mean, we we even had experiences like that when. When the drummer came in wrong, and I, I would stop the band and say, yeah. <laughs> "Wow, people, that was a major mistake." And people, people will laugh. It, I mean, it all comes down to how you take it and how sure. h- how you, you attack it. I mean, if you're if you are if you know by heart that you know how to do this, and all the musicians are great. I mean, everybody can make a mistake, and you know. It's better to, to uh, I mean, to, to, to show people that we're, we're human beings and we can make mistakes and there's, there's uh, nothing about it. Exactly. I mean, well, you know, to that, yeah. to that point where, you know, you can stop the set and, you know, have a laugh about it and, hey, we're going to start that one over. Uh, you know, Kiss, uh, Eric Singer had an issue where he came in like two beats too soon on a break. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And, you know, when, it, when everybody's, you know, is, but the, the tape is in time, so now the band comes in yeah. two beats early and, and they, you know, you don't know how to get out of it. But <laughs> if you're a live yeah. band, you find, you can find a way to do it. But when the tape is going over the band where, you know, where it's meant to be, be, then it, it, uh, yeah. it's just a train wreck. Um, you know, tell me about the band name Wigwam. What, what what's a wigwam? <laughs> it's an Indian tent, really. But you know, uh, the thing was, you know, we were we were actually a jam band. Uh, you know, when we started up, you know, we just had you know our weekly jam sessions every Friday night at a place in, in a town called Holden, and those nights were called the the Absolute Fridays, and we were called the Absolute Friday Band. And then suddenly, and, and we were playing music that people never played live back then. You know, we were talking the early 2000, you know, 2001. And so we did, you know, all the, you know, classic Spy by Kiss, Zeppelin, you know, Motley Crue. We did songs from Van Halen, you know. And finally, good to, to be able to play that kind of music again because nobody did it. It was so outdated. And uh, then somebody wanted to book us for, for uh, this 80s uh, theme party. And three days before before the gig, I told the guys, you know, we 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 we, we can't be called the Absolute Friday Band because back then I thought, you know, maybe we could be like a corporation gig band, you know, uh, that was the way to make money back then. So I told the guys to to bring whatever they had, a you know, a stageware from the eighties, and let, let's just make this a uh, fun thing, you know, and and I think you know we all we all we all uh, appreciate sweets. And have you heard the song Wigwam Bam? No, I ha- I haven't, but uh, I'm 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 uh, definitely and, and a fan drummer, of the suite. Yeah, yeah, they had a, a, a song called Wigwam Band and Bam, and and our drummer Einstein Sporty, he used to play play drums in Sweet for a short period of time. Wow, very so, cool. Uh, yeah, and he, <laughs> uh, I even used uh, Andy Scott's old shoes because uh, Einstein had uh, he, he gave Einstein his uh, his. Uh, English flag boots from back in the days, some trade of some sort. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was pretty much that that thing that came to mind, and and then we took you know the um, stage names, you know, uh, teeny, sporty, glam, and flash, yeah. because we we wanted to create these you know 
these characters, and we were actually <laughs> putting on this, uh, you know, making this story about the band coming from, uh, you know, the Polish quarter of Brooklyn called Bronsk with a set, <laughs> and, and that we emigrated to, to Norway, took Norwegian names, Oystein, Trun, Bernd, and Auge, and... Um, and uh, after a while, we wanted to to have a uh, you know comeback. So um, that was the the whole thing about this band. And, and but after a while, we started adding you know original songs. We, we never even presented them as originals. We we pretended they were like f from bands like Kiss and Bon Jovi and, and other bands from the eighties. And uh, people you know really loved them. And so we, we we started to think you know maybe we should make an album. And so we did. Six, six, seven, the neighbor of the beast. Yeah, and, and I noticed that went through a couple <laughs> of different uh, changes and different additions. You know, when, when you look it up, there's you guys had changed the name of that album, and then there was like a Kiev yeah. version, and then a Tokyo version of that. So that that, <laughs> yeah. that one album has a couple different identities, and and that's kind of interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Yeah, we first we first released the album called Six, Six, Seven, the Neighbor of the Beast, and. Um, and um, we had a song from this album on the Eurovision Song Contest finally in Norway. Actually made it number three. This was before the In My Dreams thing. And that's when people in Norway really started to, I mean, to recognize us and, and to, to buy our album. So we had a great, great tour that year. And we even had people coming all the way from Japan to see the band. And then we were invited, you know, to participate again. And we... We did that with uh, In My Dreams, and we decided to release the album again. And uh, it was called uh, uh, Hard to Be a Rock and Roller. But then we won the whole thing, and so we, we renamed it uh, Hard to Be a Rock and Roller dot 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 in Kiev. No, very cool, man. <laughs> I, I love the story. There's a slogan that you guys go by that I'm finding here. And uh, forgive the uh, very American pronunciation, but uh, rock is the new schlager. What, tell me about that. What yeah, is that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Be yeah, because you know, in the you know, in the Eurovision Song Contest, those songs are slaggers, slaggers. You know, what, yeah. What does that uh, mean? It's like, like, it's like a, a slagger, it's like a hit song, oh, okay. like a, like a Eurovision Song Contest kind of hit song. You know, <laughs> a slagger. Gotcha. Okay. You know? so, uh, so a slagger is uh, yeah, like a like a like a hit. You know, so it's hits. You know, but but, but not the traditional hits. It's more like you know, a special kind of music style so so we had a you know rock and roll is a new slugger <laughs> yeah well you know because you know we were we were on in this we were in this old-fashioned you know tv show you know uh, yeah. called the original song contest and nobody had seen anything like us bef before in that that competition so we were getting a lot of attention you know especially you know from from you know all the you know european fans down there so yeah, and uh, yeah. The, the video of the performance of In My Dreams from the Eurovision Song Contest uh, is on YouTube, Wigwam In My Dreams Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> Look it up. These guys come out not only you know with a big sonic presence, but also a big visual presence. And uh, I look forward to seeing it in person and uh, working behind the scenes with you guys over the next uh, couple weeks while you uh, bring that Norwegian Viking rock to um, America, <laughs> man. And uh, is there anything else uh, left to say, anything else I missed? Just that we are really eager to see all the people, and you know we we are we are um, eager to put on a great show and uh, to kick some ass every night. So uh, and this is the first this is the first tour, and you know we have some plans. I mean we're definitely coming over, um, but we hope you know people 
people will will come to the show and, and people will make this you know uh, you know uh, a great experience for us and and uh, make us wanting wanting to get back to the US as soon as possible. Absolutely. We're looking forward to you guys getting here uh, safe and sound. Now, I understand you guys are doing, are you guys doing any, uh, like offering some sort of like meet and greet things for fans if they enter something or the other from your Facebook page? Are you doing anything special for uh, some select um, fans here in the States? We just had a competition on our Facebook pages uh, okay. and uh, we're, we're gonna, uh, the, 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 there will be a couple of winners there uh, coming to the show with free tickets and everything. But you know, after every show, we are getting out, you know, uh, in a hall or something, you know, and to sign and take photos. And uh, it's free of charge. And we, we just want to meet people and hang out. Awesome. I mean, uh, we're, we're coming over to make new friends. Well, you, you made one here, and yeah. I appreciate you coming on the show. <laughs> make sure you share with all the guys that uh, look forward to seeing you guys here. Safe travels and, uh, you know, expect the unexpected when you get here. We'll have fun. Yeah, we'll have some fun. Yeah, can't wait to see you, man. And uh, thank you for having me. Dude, thanks for coming on the show. Look forward to seeing you a couple days. Safe travels. And, uh, again, thanks for coming on this, that, and the other radio show. Awesome, man. All right, take it Stay easy. Safe. Yeah, yeah, you too, buddy. <laughs> All right, so there goes uh, Augustin Nielsen from Wigwam, and they are getting on the plane, coming to America. Listen, America, don't disappoint these guys. These guys are good old-fashioned rock and rollers. They want to show you a good time, show them a good time, and uh, you know, leave leave all the angst and and issues at the door and come in. Let your hair down if you got it still, and uh, and, and just enjoy yourself. You can check out all the dates at wigwamofficial.com, and uh, they're hitting uh, Fresno, uh, just outside of Sacramento, West Hollywood. Uh, that's the 15th, 16th, 17th. Then they head to the Midwest uh, at the in St. Charles, and then they head over to uh, the Pittsburgh area and then down to uh, Leesburg, Virginia. But uh, I'm just doing that off the top of my head. Check those dates at wigwamofficial.com. Make a move extreme. Shortcut to your dreams. A blow straight to the stars on the flying thing. Playing the biggest rock bands of all time. Classics. All right, today we're going to talk about how we can find out and how much we can find out and what it takes to get there. So first we have to decide how much do we want to find out. So let's say in this case, I want to find out at a level of seven. Okay, so I find that level on my graph and I come horizontally to my gradient line. Where it intersects with my gradient line, I'm going to come straight down to where it intersects with my fuck around line. That there is going to tell me how much I have to fuck around to find out what I need to find out. See, as you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. And also, if you stay down here and you never fuck around, you'll never find out. So I hope this lesson is helpful. Thank you.